wait. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is for me to sneeze? You cannot speak to me while I'm sneezing because I lose my sneeze. Do you know what the worst thing is? When I sneeze or laugh, back is so painful. Oh. <laughs> you just have to let it go. Go. <sighs> That's what it sounds like when, if you don't if you don't stop a sneeze. The lady on train, she um slipped a disc in her back from sneezing. She oh my sneezed, god! And she sneezed. She twisted. And slipped a disc in her back. How That's one of the most aggressive sneezes. How about a minute? Is Mike sneezing? Again? <laughs> <laughs> you have to really work up to a sneeze. It's really difficult for me. You don't understand. And if someone does something, bless you, it goes away. And it's really embarrassing when you when you're like mid sneeze and you just lose it. So you go. <sighs> Refuse blessings. Okay, do you want to welcome us to the podcast, Mike? Or shall I? <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Fitness Unfiltered, the final episode of 2019. Isn't that exciting? How quickly has 2019 gone? It's Very. It's like, do you remember when we did our um, R&B quotes to live by in 2019? Wasn't that one of our least favourite episodes? Well, it wasn't one of our least favourite episodes. No, it was one that of our was the one of the most... Episodes. Like that was one of the best episodes. According... It, it definitely wasn't. No, one but of the according best to listeners, episodes. it was. I really regret my choices now. I don't remember mine, nor do I yeah, want to be reminded. Yeah, you should regret your choices, Dan Osman. <laughs> Dan Osman chose R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike, I tell really us the facts that. about um. About music. Mu- music news, right? So as of today. All I Want For Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey just became number one in America 25 years after it was first released and making her the artist with the most US number ones in world history, beating the Beatles and Elvis Presley. Does that make the song... Like, is that the best song there's ever been then? I don't think... I don't know if it makes what the best Christmas song there's ever been. Well, no, oh no, she's down. the second, the second most because actually the Beatles have had twenty because they had a re-released one, I think, or something. Damn, but Beatles. she's the most solo artist, so she's beaten Elvis Presley now. She be coining it in, innit? It probably is the best Christmas song of all time. Oh, do you want to know another fact about it? It made it to number two in the UK in 1994 when it was first released. And it was beaten to number one by Stay Another Day by E17, which had a sudden unexplained surge in popularity. But interestingly, it it ultimately sold almost double the amount of copies that E17 single sold. How does but that it just work? never made it to number one because it didn't sell as many copies in the same week. As E17 did. Do you think it's a Christmas song or do you think it's just a song? I think it's a great song. It's not really a Christmas song, is it? Well, it is really. Is it? There's snow in the video. I think it's a Christmas song. Oh, there there's snow, snow the and there's ding dong bells as well. Yeah. I think Controversially, they're called jingle bells. I, um, I, I despise Fairy Tale of New York. That's my I don't like that song at all. Song. I think it's horrendous. And I feel bad about that because that. poor Kirsty McCall is dead and I don't like. I don't like saying bad things about the songs. Just because someone's dead doesn't mean their songs are good. I know, but <clears throat> I still feel a bit bad about it. Yeah, Jimmy Savile's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he made songs, though, did he? 
Yeah, that's a very different category to um, Kirsty McColl. So, should we talk about how to navigate Christmas again? Yeah. I've already yeah. started fasting. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't. Have you actually? I'm alkalining my yeah. body as we speak. Oh. I'm going to fast for the next how many days are left till Christmas. I'm doing a pre-tux. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's when you detox in advance of something. So, like, you prepare your body for receiving vast amounts of um, processed food. And and how's the oh. prepara- what's the preparation process? It's a type of tea. Oh, I see. What, what is the tea? Yeah, and you just take it. And also you turn your central heating up a little bit so that your fat um, is more likely to evaporate. Just sort of oh. melts. It melts, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the thermogenic effect of central heating. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. I've been doing, um, kind of practicing, like, sneaking sna- uh, scales down my... Snails? <laughs> scales <laughs> uh, underneath my jumper so that on Christmas Day I can just sort of sneak scales onto the table, weigh out everything, and then I I'll know... I was going with that. I'm, I'm sneaking <laughs> snails down my... What are you going <laughs> Then I'll know my exact calorie intake for the day so I can yeah. put that into my fitness pal. Yeah, we are, of course, joking, kind of, because there are people that will do that. Because I think it's just really important to stress is no one needs to survive Christmas. We get it into our head that we need to survive it. And it's that inner monologue where people will be, on one hand, really wanting to relax and um, love themselves and go with the flow of things, spend time with loved ones. And on the other hand, not wanting to throw their progress out the window. So I think we should start there. Hey. I, think it's a, I think it's a super tough one because... Um, we shouldn't need to survive Christmas. And I think we we often hear a lot of these kind of anti-diet culture messages. And, and there are sort of certain, I think, situations where those are a bit unreasonable. And there are certain situations when they are entirely justified. And I think it's really difficult because I think the idea of having to survive Christmas presumes that you either have to be on a diet or you have to be in full-on eating everything you see mode. And I think the, the fact of the matter is it's perfectly reasonable to do it whatever way you want to do it but I think what you want to explore is why you want to approach Christmas in a certain mm-hmm. way like I think we've spoken about this before but I've had times when I felt like I was really on a roll with regards to my progress and I felt that if I backed off from that I often found it very very difficult to get back into the swing of things um, so I would be tempted to do that but doing it doesn't necessarily mean weighing out all your food it just means maybe making a few sensible choices in the context of what it is that you're trying to achieve at the time and I think that's that's the important thing is it's not like you're not either weighing all your food and only eating brussels sprouts there is a there there are different ways of finding middle ground it's that gray area isn't it no one likes to live in that gray area but it's exactly that and I think as as you said you just to stress a really good point you raised there Mike it's just do you is very context specific and yeah you know if there are a little few compromises on the way and that you don't go out quite as much but you are still enjoying those times not ostracizing yourself from you know social events and whatnot um but at the same time if doing you and your reasons why is means you don't do as much of that or unfortunately i say unfortunately if by choice there is some calorie counting pre or in between then you know so be it but providing it's your why just do you and i think that's when we put out these messages and I think the next week or so social media will be full of it you know people will be exposed to it um, like moderated pro- uh, mo- 
protein. Um, what have I lost my trail of thought there? Were you going to say a modified, modified protein, protein mo- mo- fasting? Modified protein Protein fast. sparing fasting. As I say, or, yeah. Or um, fasting or whatever, any, anything else that someone might want to do in between, then, you know, so be it. But just make sure it's a do you. Do you know what I struggle with? I struggle with, like, because if you, what I never want to do is I never want to to be, like, promoting a poor relationship with food. But a poor, like, a relationship with food is such an individual thing that it's very difficult for someone outside of it to make judgments about it. So, like, for example, for someone to, you know, to say almost what I've just said about how, you know, being on a roll with how they're dieting and things and not wanting to, to lose to lose that is that a poor relationship with food I don't know and the thing is one person saying that and one person you know um, dropping their calories for a week leading up to Christmas means absolutely nothing because it's just their natural way of living but for another person that might signify a poor relationship with food and it's really difficult to know what are healthy messages to put out to people Mm. Um, you know I don't know and I like we're all humans and we've all got different hang-ups when it comes to stuff like that so it's very difficult to kind of, you know, to say, oh, well, I just, you know, I just do this or, you know, I found in the past that this has worked really well for me. Well, has it worked well for you or has it just fueled your slightly messed up way of thinking about food? That's mm. what I struggle with. So I find it very difficult to explain what I mean. Yeah, but- I agree with that. But then I also think that for most people what's going to work is having a couple of days where you relax a bit but by relax a bit that doesn't mean eat everything that just means Mm. choose a few things enjoy them but don't become overly full which you won't enjoy anyway and get back to your diet in a couple of days and don't eat the coffee creams but eat the other ones (laughs) but people have genuine anxiety don't they around the festive period yeah and i understand that because I've I've had oh well, I've not had I've not had it so much around Christmas because at the end of the day if you boil it down Christmas is only really two days and Christmas party season is a different matter entirely and I think that is a lot more manageable I've had similar about holidays um, but I've never I've ne- I've not struggled too much with Christmas because it's you know if you if you if you want it to be Christmas only really needs to be one day mm. or a couple of days. People at the extreme end, it's that control element, isn't it? It's that you know that loss of control around around food they're most concerned concerned about. So I, I do think in you know in some instances, for those people, then you know, providing they're happy doing what they're doing. So if that does mean moderating their intake ever so slightly more or doing those little things, I think it's part of it's labelling as well. We love to give labels to stuff. So, but my but my mum, for example, it was never fasting. It was just be. I'm having quite a big lunch. I probably won't have breakfast this morning. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't we? And oh, that's that's far too, you know, that's far too restrictive. It's like, oh, I'm not that hungry to have a second dinner. You're yeah. not fasting in the evening. You're just, you know, you had a big Christmas. Because to be honest, on Christmas, I'll probably have lunch. No, sorry, breakfast and lunch. But then you have late lunch, so you didn't really have dinner. Yeah. We do, we do similar, depending on where you go as well. You know, different families do it different ways. We have it almost slap bang in the middle of the afternoon. So, I mean, if it's not a busy morning and it's just going for a walk or something, then not that hungry, you know, a couple of cups of coffee, you know, you're going to have a large meal. I wouldn't call it fasting. Bit of it's booty, just... sorted. 
beer booty on the toilet the next now, day. Now, what are those? Aren't there like the slimming, the slimming gummies or something like that, or keto yeah, gummies? Su- suck on a slimming lollipop. Skinny pop. Yeah. I'd have called them a skinny pop, not a skinny lollipop. Silly. Oh, sorry. Do you know what yeah. I just had? Do you remember McCain microchips? Yeah. So I just had a box of microchips because I got recently. Have you had fries to go with a number two? Not no. with a number two, obviously. <laughs> that would be disgusting. That's like um, a dipping sauce. But they're called no, fries right, to go, right. and you microwave them, and they come in this special box which has a, an individual hole for each chip, so that it crisps them up massively. These sound well, awful. They are well nice. You don't understand how good they are. But then I thought, well, I'm going to try McCain microchips again, which aren't called microchips anymore. They're called like McCain microwave chips or something, whatever. Um, (laughs) And I just had them and they were massively disappointing, but quite significantly lower in calorie than their fries to go counterpart. But I do, I highly recommend fries to go, but they are about 280 calories a packet. And you only get what individually? So you get like 20 fries? No, there's quite. It's a decent portion of fries, actually. Like you get a lot more in the fries to go than you do in the microchips, and they're like the microchips are kind of chunky, so they're a bit soggy. They're a bit like you end up with basically like oven chips, KFC type oven chips. Also, just um, to add about the microwave, yeah, I have discovered that microwaved carrots, like chopped up microwaved oh, yeah, carrots. Oh, I saw that on your story. Try it. So, so, so talk us through how you make them. Well, ideally, you would buy carrot batons. Because yes. they're cut better. Yeah. And then basically what you do is put them in the microwave, put some salt on them. Bam. That's it. Are they it. like chips? In a way, they're better because they're like sweet chips that are orange. Is that because of the Maillard reaction? Yeah. Incredible. It Tell is. everyone about the Maillard reaction in case they don't follow you as highly as I do on Instagram. Do you know what's really bad? Like, I'll write stuff like this and I've totally forgotten, like, what it is. <laughs> but it's some... Isn't it some kind of, like, enzyme breakdown so that it's it's a sweeter taste than it would have been if it was a raw carrot? That's why, like, Give raw... us some examples of what it applies to. Yeah, I prefer raw carrots. Toast. Carrots. Some other roasted vegetables. I think most roasted vegetables. Yeah. Like, if you ate a raw parsnip, I've not tried, but don't I imagine. what raw parsnips taste like. No. I've tried eating raw potatoes before. Oh, and Quite what? like that. Really? No, yeah. Really? They're really starchy and horrible. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never tried like, I just really like potatoes. So I don't really mind how they happen. You, what, you, you actually ate potato a raw potato? Diet? I used to, when my mum used to make chips, like when people used to actually cut them into chips and stuff, um, I always used to sneak some of the raw ones and just eat them. Oh my god! No, no, it's quite weird. <laughs> what did that strange. not give you a really upset stomach? No. I wonder what the resistant starch in is like in that. Um, maybe it's free calories that don't get absorbed. What's that thing about how if you reheat pasta, it halves the number of calories or something? I've never heard that. Yeah, that's... that sounds like a great line though. No, 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 no. It is actually genuinely an actual. I don't, thing. I don't think it halves the calories, but it does reduce the calories because there's more resistant starch in it, and it can't be digested by the body. Interesting. Um, shall we talk about our favourite quotes? Yeah, except that mm. I realised that my quotes are mostly from me. Okay. <laughs> and they're not so much quotes as just some something I once said. Okay, I've got quite a lot of quotes, actually. Okay, you, you go first, then. Okay. Well, so what my 
my toe and I won't go for my token tongue in cheek quote yet, but I think it's an interesting one. Is that a bonus one? It's a bonus one. Um if you live with a lame man, you will learn to limp. Okay. That's from Plutarch. And that basically means that if you, 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 it's a bit like environment dictates performance, really. Like if you surround yourself by people who do things a certain way. I feel a little bit victimized by this, given I currently have a limp. Do you have a limp? Yeah. I wasn't aware of this. Have we, have we actually shared why we're sharing the quotes? What? Because it's Christmas episode. That's why. Oh, okay. Why do you think we're sharing the quotes, Dan? Well, no, I thought it was like. Well, I'm going to have to review my R. Kelly and... Yeah. What? <laughs> what? That was last year. Um, no, I thought we were going to... Sw- we were sharing... Continue. I thought we were sharing quotes to live your life by. Well, yeah, we, we are. we are. Okay, but we haven't explained that. That's my point. Oh, what right, sorry. What yeah. else would you do with quotes apart from live by them? Well, it'd just be like, oh, this is Mike's favourite quote. Why is it Mike's favourite quote? Is he telling me to live this way? Is he telling me to change my life? Well, that's what he's going to explore now. Like, so tell us about. Can you reread the quote? If you live with a lame man, you will learn to limp. Okay, so Dan, what's your interpretation of this? I have no interpretation of that. I don't know. What does that mean to you? Mike's Mike's quote. If you live with a lame man, basically, don't have a shit to... husband. Have we, have we lost Dan? <laughs> I don't know if he's pausing. Uh, my brain, no, my brain just isn't working tonight. It's fine. Let's Should we move on to you. another quote? No, because I want you to expand on your quote. So it's, but it's environment dictates performance. It's if you, oh, okay. if you surround yourself by people... I prefer that one. I'll be honest. If you, yeah, but I can't just steal all of Jamie's quotes, can I? <laughs> I don't think of that different one makes ways of way much these. more sense. But... It's essentially saying, like, if you surround yourself by people who do things a certain way, ultimately that's what kind of becomes normalised to you. And I think it is very true. Very true. And yeah, I think it's I it's been very interesting watching it unfold with the election and things like that. Like, in terms of the amount of, um, you know, peop- the amount of vehemence with which people hold certain views because they're on Twitter and everyone else agrees with them on Twitter. Oh, OK. Here's a good question. Do you... One, does it change your opinion of people when you know how they vote? And two, do you think it should? It used to change my opinion when I knew how people voted, um, but it doesn't anymore because I've I recognised that there are such vastly differing not only agendas that, but that's not really the main thing. I think I think that that if it if it was due to a differing agenda, then I think it might judge it might make you judge them differently, but. I think it's often to do with a different interpretation of agenda as well. Like, so for example, a lot of people will generally, be, like, will genuinely believe that you know the, the conservative way of trying to improve the economy, trying to pro- to improve the amount of money we make, etc., by um, encouraging richer people to be richer, will have a knock-on effect of improving the way that the country is run and increasing taxes and then meaning that services will be better for people with less money. So, but a lot of people will believe that people who vote conservative don't care at all about poor people um, and that the only way to do that is to vote Labour. A lot of people that 
believe that socialism will result in a destruction of the economy and that will mean that actually poor people will be worse off. So it's it's not just about, it doesn't mean that you believe something a certain way just because you vote a certain way. It means that you've chosen to believe a certain path that may well serve your agenda better, but you just, you can't really judge people on that, I don't think. I think people people make up their minds for many different reasons, how they were brought up, um, how, you know, what they've seen happen, what's happened to them in their jobs and things and in different governments that have happened before. So yeah, that's my answer. And I guess in something like where you live, so voting Labour in, in most places in Scotland is like a waste of a vote. Yeah. Anyway, this is getting political. Let's move on to Dan's first quote. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Cute. I like it. <laughs> Was that a predictable one? No, no I, just think, I like just, it. On a whole, just um, I think myself included, but everyone on some level could do with um, more self-awareness, more emotional intelligence, because just, just being more... Em- having more empathy for people um, and being more socially aware and I think that certainly with stuff that we put out online is obviously we can't take full responsibility for people's interpretation of everything that we put out but to have some understanding and not just to bulldoze our way through sometimes and stamp our feet and assert our points uh, and expect everyone to get on board because at the end of the day everyone's just doing the best they can I think and i Maybe naively, I do believe that everyone's just doing the best job that they can because um, we can all be a bit guilty of getting frustrated when others don't see our point of view with things. But um, yeah, just a bit more emotional intelligence from everyone, a little bit more self-awareness, myself included. That is what I'll be going into 2020 with. I agree with that. And I think also talking about caring about others, that also ties in with the whole politics thing because I feel like a lot of people in response to the election are behaving like their work is done because they voted. But actually, in reality, there's a lot more ways to help people and to change the world than there are by voting for a government. There's a lot that we can do day to day. The end. Hmm. Well, thank you. Amen. (laughs) Go on, Emma. What's your one? Okay, my first one. One of your ones. I'm not sure who um, originally said this, but I say it quite a lot. And that is wake up determined and go to bed satisfied. And I like that one. I like it. It's not something so much to live by. It's like to live every day by. So like a shorter term goal kind of quote. And I like it. I've got it like stuck up to my mirror in the morning as well. Mm, I like that. I like that too. Mm. Good one. What's, right. what's your next one, Mike? Um... Fill your life with people who remind you of your future, not your past. That one makes way more sense than the first one. That's from Dan Sullivan. Um, I don't actually know who that is, actually. And I don't know where it came from, but I wrote it down. But I feel like it's sort of the same one that I said last time. Hmm. I like it. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. (laughs) <laughs> how many have you got on that list quite a lot actually i think this i think i think actually that this was a, a notes document that i made while i was reading atomic habits by james clear and i think i just wrote down loads of bits that i thought were quite cool 
That has got some gems in it, that book. That has to be Write Stuff Down. Yeah, it is excellent. That's good enough. Write Stuff Down. I like that. Write nice Stuff Down by Dr. Mike the Second. That's my quote. Have that. Can I have one more? And then I'm done. Go on then. My last one. No, then I'll have my bonus one later. But take 20 steps in one direction, not one step in 20 directions. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I feel like Dan didn't like Wait, that. Wait, what was no, it again? I did, I did like that. That's, that's my pondering. Hmm. Oh, okay. Take 20 steps in one direction, not one step in 20 directions. Well, only if it's the correct direction. Or you're going to be very true. lost. <laughs> but you won't ever find out if it's the correct or incorrect direction if you only take one step in it. Yeah, but imagine you'd gone 20 steps in the wrong direction. That's a lot. Yeah, but then you'd take 20 steps in the other direction and then you'd be all right all right fine mm. <laughs> take me 20 steps away love actually that's easy for me to say when i don't have back pain <laughs> <laughs> you've already ridiculed her limp Jeez. i know I every single quote <laughs> <laughs> next you'll be like stand up for what you believe in <laughs> <laughs> Right, Dan, what's your next one? Um, my, my second, I don't know where this one came from. I, I'm sure I've paraphrased it from somewhere, but you can't change others, you can only change yourself, which is an extension on the first one in that, again, we get caught up on focusing on what other people are doing rather than focusing on ourselves a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. This year has been a little bit of one for more personal growth, self-development for me, and definitely something I want to continue into next year. I want to read more, got more books I'd like to read. Yeah, that's it. What's the first book you're going to read in 2020? Uh, I've got it all. Hang on. I've got it on my list. Bear with me. Right, while Dan's finding that, Emma, what's yours next one? Um, Shout out, but I think I'm going to read James Smith's book. I've pre-ordered it. When's it out? I don't know. Must be soon though. Cause... I didn't know it was out to pre-order yet. Actually, I will. I will too pre-order. Yeah, I, I saw it, it on Amazon. I've pre-ordered quite. I've already pre-ordered Ross Edgley's book and um, Graham Tomlinson, the, the Fitness Chef's book. I think those will be excellent, and I'm going to pre-order. I can't. I actually am really looking forward to James Smith's book. Yeah, I heard there's some juicy bits in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm juicy also bits. looking forward to um, Jamie Alderton's new book, which is coming out soon too. Hmm. I've had a sneak preview of that. It's got some good quotes in it. I'll tell you that much. Jamie loves a quote. I was actually really tempted to use his quotes, but then I thought you can't really do that. The book's not out. I actually need to finish Sapiens. That's oh, I need to start Sapiens. Actually, I'm halfway through it. It's a long listen. It's like 15 hours. Mm. Yeah, it is a big one. I want to read that sleep book. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I couldn't. Oh gosh. I couldn't. I'm sorry. Dan. We've got to finish Dan. You're so uncharacteristic of yourself today. It just okay. You didn't even just, know why we were doing quotes. I did. No one else did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was my point. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I feel like I would be failing people if I didn't put that in there. It's just wrong not to. Have we got any more quotes? Yes, I have one. Are you ready? Yeah. This is an actual quote, not just something that I've said once. Loss 
is like a wind. It either carries you to a new destination or traps you in an ocean of stagnation. You must quickly learn how to navigate the sail for stagnation is death. Oh gosh, that was dark. That was a very long one, wasn't it? Yeah, not not bad thing. Death, you will die. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what I interpret from that is that shit things are going to happen, but you can decide how to react to them. And emotions are energy that you can use to propel yourself forward or to drag you down to death. Like an anchor. Yeah. God, you need to add life coach to your bio. Oh, God, I know, I know. <laughs> I am truly inspiring. I do actually really like that. I'm taking the mic, but I do like that. Okay, Mike. Do you want, do you want my bonus quote? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a quote from Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, which I read in oh, Q magazine. One of in my two, favourite Stoics. In 2001. And they were talking about her house, and she had a, a lift in her house. And um, she, the quote was, when they asked her about the lift, I work hard all day. I don't need to bust my ass walking up no damn stairs. Um, And I thought this was an interesting quote because not long after this, I believe, I can't remember if she was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes or had like or was pre-diabetic or something, but she went on a big lifestyle change journey. And it is very interesting to me because... I think that when you live life a certain way and you feel that that's kind of just what's normal for you, you do a lot of things like that. Like I thought that was an excellent quote because I was like, yeah, too right, Missy Elliot. If I had a massive house, I'd have a lift as well. Um, I was of a similar um, lifestyle back then. Probably a bit less like Cristal and Belvedere maybe, but similar direction Do you have quite a similar lifestyle to Missy Elliott? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Particularly in my fashion so. choices. Yeah. And um yeah, so it was it's interesting. Like you just say a lot of things that seem totally justified and then you get type two diabetes and you think, well actually that wasn't that wasn't ideal, was it? <laughs> it it's a quote we can all learn a lot from that. Yeah. I'll definitely be going into twenty twenty with that one. Yeah, like, do bust your ass walking up the damn stairs. That's what my suggestion is. Unless you've got bad back. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Fortunately, my flat doesn't have stairs, and I'm on the ground floor. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, every cloud, you, really. I don't know why I'm <laughs> yeah, complaining. Exactly. I don't know why I even mentioned it. <laughs> Hashtag silver lining. Yeah. Well, I suppose, has anyone got any other quotes that they want to share with us? I've got one more. What is it? It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought. Love it. Without accepting it. What was that? Oh my God, is someone making toast? Is someone making toast? (laughs) Get back. (laughs) Don't tell me. Can we just tell you, <laughs> listeners, that Dan has... No. Probably... They'll, they'll know this from the this... start of the podcast. No, but we weren't recording at that point. We were. Yeah, but I don't think we'd actually... I don't think no. that's going to be in the episode. I, I, I think that should true, stay in. Just, just for a Gosh. true effect. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, I feel like your already. quote just got ruined, Dan, by, by someone making toast. Go, go again. 
it's the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. I really like that quote, by the way. Do um, you know who said that? Yeah, it's an Aristotle one. Although, when I googled that once, apparently... Is that a dog drinking water? Can you hear that as well? <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, get back in your den. <laughs> oh, See, this microphone is super sensitive because it isn't actually this that's picking up sound. It is my microphone. Oh. It's just super sensitive, so I need to play around with that. Oh. Um, yeah, I was going to expand on that. Yeah, expand. Bored, Sorry, no. It, I, <laughs> I was just... Um, it's my back. Okay, leave me alone. Oh, that's a good... Put, she's you're so back mean, card. Dan. I can't believe you're so horrible to Emma when she's got a really bad back. <laughs> no, and I think that's just, just as a note to everyone that we can all be a little bit more critical in our thought and that, especially over the next month with product services promising to, you know, cure all your problems or solve all your problems, it's just challenge ideas. Like if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Um, especially if the the path of least resistance is up on up on the plate, so to speak, it's um, yeah. any anything that's worth ha- having is worth the work. If it falls in your lap, it's not worth it, or it'll be short term. Yeah, I love it. I also love it. Um, I guess we should just wish everybody happy Christmas, really, shouldn't we? Whether they whether they celebrate it or not. Oh yeah, we might have some non non Christian friends. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they can't have a happy Christmas, does it? They might have a happy festive season. We might have a happy say. Hanukkah. Yeah. But like, if somebody wished me a happy Hanukkah, I'd be like, "Thanks, bro," or "Sis." A full. Don't assume. Yeah. Just don't assume. Thank you. Yeah. They. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? We've had like a week off and it's just taken a nosedive. I've missed you guys. (laughs) Me too. I think it's just we get to the point where we have too much fun and we actually forget what we're actually here for. I've had a lot of fun. (laughs) I had so much fun this evening. I have actually had loads of fun this evening, even without the microchips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, what have we got planned for next year? Um, oh my god, a lot. Do you know what someone reminded me of today? That this time last year we said, Oh, we're gonna have a fitness unfiltered conference. And no, that wasn't this time last year, was it? Yeah, did we say this time? I think it was, yeah. Oh no, yeah, we better deliver on that because we will look like glasses if we don't. Mm. Shall I um, finish with one of my favorite Coco Chanel quotes? Yes, please. Yeah, this was your original suggestion. You guys can um, tell me like how this makes you feel, or if you agree. So, a woman who doesn't wear perfume has no future. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree ASG, with this? The ultimate <laughs> I just never realised that Coco Chanel was like a perfume fascist. <laughs> That's good marketing, though. She's right? quite a diva. Yeah, I imagine so. It, there's also an. Um, I don't understand how a woman can leave the house without fixing herself up a little, if only for politeness. And then you never know. Maybe that's the day she meet, she has a date with destiny. 
<laughs> Ladies, you should only live to please others. Basically. <laughs> and welcome to 2020. <laughs> yeah, just set feminism back like 50 years. Well, this probably was a, like 50 years ago at least, wasn't it? When was she around? Yeah, yeah but she's a total, like... I don't do fashion. I am fashion. Oh, wow. Oh, but then yeah. that's, that kind of negates all of the other ones, really. Because actually, if you are fashion, then what you think is fashionable is fixing yourself up. So fixing yourself up could be wearing a vest that says Miami Goddess in sequins on it or something like that. Yeah, it? that I don't know where that came from, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my go-to. What does it say? <laughs> okay, so... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, fitness unfiltered audience. Enjoy. You've obviously really missed this. We've missed it. We have. And bless us, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Should we stop recording? Yeah. Bye. 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 Oh, (laughs) shit.